You know, it's always really tough to know. But we're a little bit closer to getting an answer because the B.C. property assessments have been updated for 2023. But that's just assessed value anyways. And there's always a difference between that and what your home can actually go for. But there is that update. There is another challenge to this. What you see on that assessed update, well, it's going to be a whole lot different than if the assessment actually happened you know, now and not back in July. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. But to bring in some expertise, the one I really enjoy turning to is Sarah Daniels, a familiar name, real estate agent in South Surrey, author, broadcaster. Have I left anything out, Sarah? Oh, I, you know, I mean, uh, gal around town, bon vivant. I have no idea. Gal around town. We're doing as much as we can. Absolutely. Good gal or bad gal over the holidays? Uh, pretty, pretty quiet. Pretty quiet. Pretty tame. Okay. Fair enough. And uh, happy 2023 to you. To you as well, my friend. So taking a look at this, uh, Sarah, we see uh, 2023. The I guess the statements start coming out on Wednesday. Uh, January 4th also happens to be my birthday that day. Happy birthday. Yeah. But uh, I guess we're going to be finding out what when we see the assessed value. You can actually find out now if you go to bcassessment.ca. They are posted. Ah. Um, I have looking at addresses. You know, for instance, you know, everybody's curious. It's like, you know, you remember addresses of homes that you used to own (laughs) and, uh, and childhood homes. And you look up those assessments. I've been doing that today. Um, the assessments, um, what people, uh, you know, they, they think of it, it comes out at the beginning of January, so that's the value of your property. It's actually not the assessed value of your property as of January the 1st. It's the assessed value of your property according to BC Assessment on July 1st of 2022. Now, having said that, I've looked through some of the uh, properties, you know, like local properties that I know of that have sold and, and, the, and that I and feel that I have a pretty good idea on value. Yeah. And I would say that even based on July's numbers for the properties that I have personally looked up, and again, uh, it, it can be different for everybody, but from what I'm seeing, that even in July, these properties were priced abundantly higher than they would have been selling for even at the hottest part in the market. So you have to remember with, with assessments that these are uh, based on a whole bunch of random sort of things in the sense that, uh, you know, the B.C. government doesn't know whether if, you know, if you've lived in a home for 20 years, they don't know whether you've updated inside. They, they have no idea what you've done. Um, they rely on sort of the general area, what sales have happened in the area and that kind of thing. So you should never get too married to the idea of your assessment. And the other thing is, don't be upset if you think that your, your assessment is low. This is how they base your taxes. So the combination of the BC assessment and the local mill rate, and the mill rate is what is the uh, percentage per thousand dollars that you are taxed on the value of your home. That's what you're taxed on. So you don't necessarily want to have a high assessment. It may may make you feel better, might make you think that your house is worth more, but it's only going to affect your taxes and that's it. Sarah, there are a few things to unpack there, but uh, one of the ones, and I'm so glad you mentioned this because I've often wondered, uh, you know, I live in a townhouse and our complex has 102 units. So I I would imagine that my assessed value is probably going to be close to the assessed value of 
my neighbors within the complex, which have the same design, same square footage, basically. Uh, even though we put so much work into the interior and it's all, uh, you know, decked out the way we want mm-hmm. it. Uh, so some of those other factors really come in when you go to sell and buy in the non-assessed real world, don't they? Yeah, they certainly do. And I and I am aware of, like, uh, certainly, you know, in years where we haven't had such great fluctuations in the value of property, um, that people have, like, especially the older generation, and, you know, I'm, I'm getting up there myself, so, you know, that would... Oh, you and me both. Include me, but have relied on property assessments. And I, and I will say that a property assessment is just a very, very small little cog on determining the value of your property. And that if you are looking to purchase or sell, do not rely on the property assessment value. Sometimes they are high, like, for instance, the ones that I was mentioning earlier, the properties that I have looked up. Um, for the most part, have seen seemed high, and other ones, including um, a place that my mom owns, seemed a little bit low. Um, again, um, when you're when you're actually purchasing or selling a home, you're you're actually looking at the actual. Uh, you're talking to a realtor. You're looking at the value. You're looking at recent comp- uh, comparables. You're looking at updates within the house. You're you're looking at things whether the roof has been had done. You know, like the the actual health of the building per se. So that assessment that you're getting from BC assessments, you know, it's not like they're walking around knocking door to door and saying, when was the last time you updated your kitchen? That's not happening. So you've got to remember that this is a really just a generalization. It has nothing to do with the real value of your home for the most part. So if it seems high, don't get too excited because, as I mentioned, a lot of the ones that I've seen that, that seem high um, are higher than they should have even been at the height of the market. And ones that seem low, again, it's not going to affect the value of your property. You know, it's interesting. Popular wisdom in the past, at least in my neighborhood, has been if you have a assessed value, oh, yeah, that's just the assessed value. The real value is going to be so much higher than that. And that has worked for years. But I guess you're seeing, um, or I'm thinking you might be seeing, those two values coming a little bit closer now, eh? Uh, there, it, it depends. I mean, for instance, uh, years ago, um, and this was when, when you could buy a house in South Surrey, White Rock for four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars $500,000. I sold a little house of mine that it was on a 50 by 100 lot. It was only about 900 square feet. And I sold the house because it was completely redone for four hundred and ten, four hundred and fifteen thousand dollars $415,000. And I purchased another house on a larger lot, on an over 8,000 square foot lot, so, you know, 60% larger. And the house was 60% larger, but it hadn't been done up at all. And yes, and I purchased it for 438000 So I was paying about $28,000, you know, roughly more than what I had sold the previous house for. The larger home with the larger lot with a lane access, which the other one didn't have, actually had a lower assessed value than the smaller house on the smaller lot. And again, it depends on where you are location-wise. So the first little house that I had that had the higher assessment was also a block and a half from the water. It didn't have any ocean views or anything like that, but it was a block and a half from homes that were selling for millions of dollars. Um, it was just a question of like proximity, what the recent sales were. So again, I mean, you shouldn't, if anything, if you've got a super high assessment, you might actually want to argue that right now, because again, you're paying taxes based on that high assessment, a low assessment, nothing to worry about. Yeah. It all depends on your plans in the immediate and long-term future. I, I would imagine. Absolutely. 
It's, it's just, as, as far as I'm concerned as a realtor, and most realtors will agree with this, it's just a number that comes out randomly at the beginning of every year. As far as the value of your property is concerned, don't worry. Talk to a realtor. They'll give you an actual number. Okay, we're talking with Sarah Daniels, real estate agent in South Surrey, along with a whole bunch of other things you can add to that, not the least of which, and you can still tell, is broadcaster. And even though the BC Assessment Branch is uh, going to make some comments we expect on Wednesday. As Sarah points out, you can already go to their website and check out uh, the value, the assessed value as of July of uh, a property you might be interested in. Either your own, you know, one that uh, you grew up in or one that you once owned and are just curious how it stands now. But also, as Sarah pointed out, uh, that doesn't necessarily tell you the whole story at all. It just tells you what the assessed value was back at that point of time in July. And boy, things have been changing a lot. Now, Sarah Daniels, uh, the other thing that's happening in the news right now is this uh, home buyers ban, the foreign home buyers ban, which came into effect. It's now here. Uh, what do we know about this? It's um, it's been hard to follow. Even as a real estate uh, agent myself, the information has not been incredibly forthcoming. I mean, it was announced back in the spring and, you know, we were waiting for details, waiting for different details. But as it stands right now, um, basically, you cannot purchase a property if you're not a Canadian. And the non-Canadian is defined as somebody who's not a Canadian citizen or not a person registered as an Indian under the Indian Act, nor a permanent resident. You can't be a corporation that is incorporated otherwise than under the laws of Canada or a province. You have to be a Canadian corporation. And uh, a corporation incorporated in the laws of Canada or a province whose shares are not listed on a stock exchange in Canada, for which a designation under Section 262 of the Income Tax Act is an effect, and that is controlled by a person referred to in paragraph A or B, and number four, a prescribed person or entity. Does that sound exhausting? Love yes. Love it. Well, here's the thing is, as far as uh, individuals are concerned, uh, basically, if you're a Canadian citizen or a permanent resident, um, uh, there are some extra exceptions, but you are excluded, of course. So for the most part, everybody listening to this show right now is excluded. If you are, um, and, and I do know people that have, have arrived in Canada, immigrated from South Africa recently, they've just acquired their permanent resident status. Now they will be able to purchase. Prior to that, they would have not been able to. They would have been in a rental situation. Um, there are other exceptions as well. As far as the residential property is concerned, there was a lot of head scratching even last month, wondering, you know, will, will areas like Whistler and Pemberton be excluded as they have been from the foreign buyer tax? that we had in place in the province of British Columbia leading up to that. It seems that, yes, they are, because what they are saying is um, that a property is within a census metropolitan area having a population of at least 100,000. So that would exclude. So if if you're in a a town like uh, Kelowna or Kamloops, which the the census population is over 100,000, then that's where the exclusion will be. But Whistler, you know, because it does not have a, a year-round population of at least 100,000, is, is not included. It also says, or census agglom- agglomeration. I don't even know what that means, having a population of at least 10,000. Anyhow, long and short of it is, if you happen to be a not a Canadian citizen or a non-Canadian entity 
and you're looking to purchase in Canada over the next two years, um, you should be, um, if you think that there is an exception for you, you should be speaking to a very well-versed taxation and real estate lawyer. Don't ask us realtors because we cannot make those uh, decisions for you. So you, you need to know that in advance. And, and there are, you know, there are penalties. They are, you know, the government's coming for you if you're trying to purchase um, and or trying to get around this uh, law. So, you know, but that's an interesting clarification, because I know there was a lot of question about uh, properties and even a surge in buying interest uh, from Americans, thinking that this would uh, really crack down on some of those uh, rural recreational properties, which don't seem to be affected. Uh, so I love the clarification there from you, Sarah, and what you understand. But here's my question. Areas like, and the first thing that comes to mind when you said it, Kelowna. Well, Kelowna, I mean, that is prime real estate for vacation property for a lot of Americans. It's going to change the game, is it not? Well, it, Kelowna has always always been part of that regardless. Kelowna, that area has been, um, because of... Uh, uh, foreign uh, has been uh, uh, basically um, under the guise of foreign buyers tax. Um, so because uh, and and it also had to have rentals put in place. So this actually um, for Kelowna really affected a lot of people from Alberta who had vacation properties within the Kelowna area. And if they were not renting them out or living in them for more than six months of the year, they were having to pay the empty homes and vacancy tax. Right. So there's there's been a lot of um, issues that have been in play in regards to vacant properties or properties owned from outside the province, etc., that have been around for years. Um, Whistler Black Home has been exempt. Uh, I mean, you know, you're not going to kill the cash cow because we have an incredible amount of Americans that that own property in the Whistler Black Home area, and you know that is a tourist area. Um, but it's a fine line. I mean, you know, the interesting thing is I do have clients that have have owned property in the United States. And given the, you know, the sort of the uh, turmoil that has been down those states in the last couple of years in particular, they've actually divested themselves of American properties, worrying that American, uh, the United States might at some point have a foreign buyer or uh, restriction or ban, and that would include Canadians. And that's, in fact, what we're, we're doing to Americans right now. I mean, a lot of, there's a lot of Canadians that have uh, vacation properties down in the desert, in Florida, if you're on the East Coast, uh, where have you, Hawaii, for instance. And, you know, there's there's always the possibility that what's good for the goose could be good for the gander. So it's something to think about uh, repercussion-wise. You know, Sarah, the one thing I like about you, you break it down so a guy like me can understand <laughs> it. There you go. No, that's uh, terrific and something to watch uh, in the in the uh, year ahead to see the, some of the impacts of it. Sarah Daniels, thank you so much for spending time with us. You're welcome. Have a great uh, day and happy birthday on Wednesday and happy new, day, new year to everybody.